this right. He's a good man. He's a good person. He's a good father. He works hard. He's a kind person. He's a generous person. Yet all you can do is point out all of the things that you feel like he needs to work on. Girl, get the f What's in your mind? I'm tired. I'm tired of kicking the teeth. This hurricane fucked us up and it just feels like every time I take a step forward, I'm taking two steps back. I'm seeing a lot of women on TikTok complaining about like, my man just got home and he didn't put his clothes in the hamper. He put his clothes in front of the hamper on the floor. Can you name any men's issues? They don't have issues. In every aspect of life, women get the benefit of the doubt, the blessings, they get the, the open doors. Men have to fight through the fire just to even get their kids. Why do we have the expression, take it like a man? We have the expression, take it like a man, because men face way more discrimination and injustice on an everyday basis than women. When your wife sees you relaxing and asks, what are you doing? Whatever you tell my drill sergeant. Today is not the Feel Good Podcast. Today is the Rob is Pissed Podcast. With that being said, welcome to One Dive at a Time. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. Today we're talking about men and suicide. We're talking about men and emasculation. We're talking about men feeling like that they are the, at the end of their rope and they've got no other choice but to take their life. And I want to talk about where Neptune fits into having a home. Now that doesn't negate anybody else. Okay. I want to make sure that that is clear because I get called on this because I might use the word guys, or I might say he, Hey, this is an all inclusive community. I've got inclusiveness to the level that I can't discuss because it's private matters with people, men, women, veterans, first responders, civilians, and all the above is involved in this organization. So this is not the time to come up to me in the pool or in a parking lot or send me a text or give me a call and want to discuss it. Your differing opinion. I've always been open to different opinions. But I'll tell you what, on this one, I've watched another brother take his life and I'm freaking done with it. Today we're going to talk about some of the issues that cause male suicide. And it's going to sound like I'm blaming a little bit. That's not my purpose. I'm trying to bring some out some awareness. But I am at a point. I, I'm at a boiling over point. It's taken me a couple of days to settle down so I can make this podcast. You heard some of the clips that we had in the beginning of things that are out there on social media. You know, a big question get, gets asked today is, hey, where have all the good men gone? And we've kind of only got a couple of choices. One is that we hang out in relationships that are toxic to a point that our heart dies. Others get to a point of isolation. Others have found you know, where have all the good men gone? Maybe they're with good women or in good relationships. I don't want it, again, got to be PC about this, so I can't say just women, right? But they have found a purpose in a relationship that's not toxic. Or sometimes they just can't handle it anymore. 
I've got buddies right now that are on the bubble. I've got buddies that I check on on a daily basis, not just the ones I check on a weekly basis. I've got a couple of buddies I check on a daily basis because the toxicity that they are surrounded with, whether it's a relationship or a situation is so bad, I go to bed at night wondering if they're going to make it to the next day. So I wanted to play a couple of clips at a social media. I'm going to play some more here in just a few minutes. But a big question in social media these days, where have all the good men gone? Well, how about this? How about we've gone a place where we've got a purpose? We've gone where there isn't a lot of BS. You see, as a man, I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to fix my own meals. I pay my own bills. I don't go into huge amounts of debt. Hey, a lot of us, we're just not pursuing that damsel in distress anymore. We're not willing to be a meal ticket. We're not looking to carry anyone else's baggage. A lot of us, I don't want to say most of us, but a lot of us have done that and we've gotten burned in the past. When somebody does come into our lives, we choose to let them in because they make us better men. Not because we need them. The successful ones, we're out there living our best versions of ourselves. So if you want to know where the good men are, they're waiting on someone to match that energy level. And anything else is not worth pursuing. We're just not into the BS anymore. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of men who don't see the light of day on that. We live in a, we live in a state where that light of day doesn't always exist. If we look at just the 2018, and I was trying to pull them for this show, and I can't find the ones for, for 2020. I had them before. I don't know where they're at, so I went back to 2018. 418 Idaho, Idahoans died by suicide. That's just the state that Neptune operates in. We are the fifth largest suicide rate in the U.S. It's the seventh leading cause of death for Idahoans. It's out of control. And, and a lot of it, a lot of it goes into th that toxicity that we're surrounded around, you know, th that surrounds us. The, the signs of suicidal tendencies in men, unable to, to maintain relationships, unemployment, struggling with mental illness, social isolation. I'm going to play you some sound clips again off of social media that if, if you haven't heard this stuff, it's going to churn your stomach because it's attitudes towards men in general. I, you know, I, I can't speak from, from what it's like to be a female faced with a lot of this. I just know what, it, what it's like from, from my point of view. And I, and I know what it's like to have someone, specifically a female, when you're cut, when you're down, to say things like, well, you need to take it like a man. You need to buck it up. Suck it up. Press on. The clips I'm going to show you, in fact, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead. I, I don't really script. I, I mind maps things out, but I'm going to jump ahead of my mind map. Here's some of the other things I found out, out on social media in just the past couple of days. 
great things he's doing for you. You don't show appreciation. And it is so easy to make a man feel appreciated because they literally never get compliments. I mean, you can compliment him on the most random thing. You like, know, the more I sit back after my divorce and look at things, and the more I focus on myself, the more I read, the more I research, the more I do the things to better myself, the more frustrated I get. And I'm not frustrated because I'm not making progress. I've made some huge strides. It's opened my eyes a lot into the way I used to see things versus how I see things now. But it just keeps bringing... I love how draining the happiness out of a man, making a man miserable. It's in commercials, it's in movies, it's on this app, it's everywhere. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. As the great J. Cole once said, all good jokes contain true shit. Ladies, tag me in the video where a man does this to a woman. Show me the video where a man does this to a woman. Where the hell do y'all be finding these men that are obsessed with you? Good fathers? Gonna sound harsh, but guys will agree. One woman's trash is another woman's treasure. You'll find us if you go dumpster diving. We've been discarded. You'll find the best boyfriends and husbands on the island of misfit, broken-hearted boys. These are three more of the biggest turnoffs for men. Number one, nagging. This doesn't mean that he wants you to go silent. He still wants to know what you want. He just doesn't want to be told over and over and over again. Number two, telling him all of the reasons why you don't like his friends. No, but men don't go to women and say, accept me short, accept me broke, accept mm. me fat. But we go to them and say, accept me Narcissistic women That's love to flirt deal. with other men besides their male partners. And they can do this by being overly friendly, very touchy, having private messages and chats with these other guys. And if you voice displeasure in her doing this and crossing these boundaries, she'll say you're being jealous or insecure. And of course, many narcissistic women... Ladies, have you ever wondered why some men choose Wonder Bread women over you and when i say wonder bread i'm just talking about girls who are a bit more plain a bit more basic average and you on the other hand are like a divine french croissant and you're confused you're like i don't get it why are you going for wonder bread when i'm right here men are different than women yes and i think we could talk about a lot of different topics that fall within this in that like women don't want to even listen to struggles that are specific to men and to believe that there are, you know, unique experiences. Yes. And I think that is where the shame comes from uh, because they are seeing this man in front of them. They want him to feel the same way as her. And if he doesn't feel the same way as her, it's a threat. So a guy just told me that he doesn't want to talk to me anymore because I'm not consistent enough for him. Tell me why. Every time I pick up the phone and call a man and say, what are you doing? He goes, nothing. What do you mean by nothing? <laughs> Here are some things I expect a man to pay for while I'm dating him or we're in a relationship. All dates. Like, sir, you're courting me, you're dating me, like, you should be paying for the date. I don't pay for dates, so, I like, what are we doing here? Pay my rent. Like, girls got bills to pay and I am too feminine to, like, pay for myself, so... There are a lot of men that are terrified to talk to women right now. Men, you gotta do better about handling rejection. Do not take advantage of a good man. If you know that you can't level up to him, do him the favor and let him go. I don't understand today's dating world. I take girls on nice dates. I get them flowers. I'm emotionally available. I go to the gym. It doesn't matter what I do. And yet, every time, I get the same outcome. I constantly get ghosted. I get, I'm not feeling it. I get, I'm not ready for a relationship, yet they get in one a week later. 
And then to top it off, I get, you're too nice of a guy. There's no way I'm this hot. What's your advice to a guy with feelings? Um, obviously you're entitled to your feelings, you're human, but have them, but don't show them. Yeah, just cry, cry on your own, cry by yourself. Oh man. Crazy. <laughs> and it's not just on social media. You go look on Hulu. You look on Amazon Prime. You look on HBO. You look on Netflix. You look at any of those. Men get ridiculed in the media and the mainstream culture. Look at the commercials. Look at the streaming service sitcoms. Look at the latest movies. And you're going to find that as men, we're debased as idiots. The emasculation of men is real, and many of us are just tired of dealing with it. And unfortunately, some men deal with it by taking their own life. If you tell a man often enough that he's just nothing but surplus, and he's not valued, eventually, he's going to stop expending any of his time, and any of his energy to convince you otherwise. Because when they do try to convince you otherwise, they get labeled. They get called misogynistic. They're not politically correct. There's, there's this cancel culture, and it robs the ability to have opinions. And unfortunately, there's, there's, there's men out there that this has been so persuasive or pervasive in their life that they just end it. And it's sad. This last week I had an opportunity to share my story a couple of times. And the reaction I got from different people was... I don't think at this point it's shocking because I'm used to it. I think for I think if I was not used to it, I I would have been shocked. There was a distinct difference in how the men in the audience responded. If you look at who is at risk for suicide, you'll find some commonalities. Oftentimes, there's a history of suicide attempts. There's other mental disorders like PTSD or TBI or there's substance abuse. There could be chronic pain. There could be family history of substance abuse or mental disorder. There might even be, in fact, we found this out in one of our Neptune surveys about this time last year, about the overwhelming number of our divers that have been exposed to family violence. The number of people who have had family in prison or jail when they were at a young age. And they've been exposed either directly or indirectly to other people's suicidal behavior. This is a rough time of the year for a lot of people. 
We're coming into the holidays. I know five people, male and female, that this is their first Christmas away from their intact family. Now, while some of them are happy that the stress is not there, being away from that family atmosphere, it's a change. It's, it's a disruption. We have to be a lot more forward and open to having the discussion. One of the things I learned in assist training and one of the things that I have found as I've done just a, a small number of interventions is you have to ask the question, are you thinking about harming yourself? Are you thinking about taking your life? Studies show that asking people about suicidal thoughts or about suicidal behaviors does not cause and it does not increase the thoughts of suicide. So you're not putting the idea in their head. You have to ask the question, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about killing yourself? It's, it's interesting the things that are taking place on social media right now. And I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in the messages that are sent, but there's also stuff that takes place in our daily lives. I love some of the comments that were said, some of the positivity comments. Give a man a compliment. Men loved, or they, they love to be desired. They love it when they get a compliment. They love the admiration. They love it when they feel. And you know what? Again, this, this is not the conversation that if you have a differing opinion, this is not the conversation for us to have in the parking lot or on a text or on a phone call or out by the fire pit or up in the pool. Because I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my perspective as a man. I'm speaking from my perspective as a man who has survived a suicide attempt, who had an interrupted suicide. I'm a person who has lost people very, very close to me. And is scared like hell he's going to lose more. This is not the time to warn me about political correctness. This is not the time to lecture me on what you think masculinity is or what the world says masculinity is. Because I'm sick and tired of how political correctness and cultural divides and all this other crap that we've got going on in the mainstream media prevents men from having an outlet we are sabotaging our own techniques 
and our own strategies for making an avenue for someone to stay alive another day. And I'm freaking sick and tired of it. That is one of the things I do love about my dive community. And that's one of the things I love about diving. Because when the question gets asked out there on social media, where have all the good men gone? Hey, I've got my Jeep, I've got my dog, I've got my dive gear. I don't need the BS. And when I do need to vent that off, I've got a small band of people I can do that with. I've got a small band of people checking in on me. And that's one of the places that Neptune makes a difference. We provide, and I hope we continue to provide, that open avenue, whether it's male or female, has an opportunity to just pull someone off to the side and go, dude, I am struggling. And if we don't provide that, that is the one area that you can talk to me about, about this podcast. Because that's one thing, if we're not doing that right, we need to change that. We need to make sure that people do feel like that they have a safe space to talk. None of us are counselors. None of my staff is, is, is counselors. Our job is to help you find resources. And to walk with, I mean, if, if I have to put you in my Jeep and drive you someplace to meet somewhere, or if one of my volunteers or one of my staff members needs to sit with you as somebody comes and talks to you that is trained in those areas, that's what we're there for. It is time that we start allowing men to be able to share their feelings, that we give them a safe space to share their feelings, a safe environment. Man, I remember a lot of talks with somebody sitting in a defensive fighting position or being out on in a, in a patrol vehicle and just having those open conversations. I've got some good, good people in my life from the service. Russ Frank is one of those. Russ, I don't even know if you listen to the podcast or not, but, dude, there are times that you really helped me through some of my struggles. I've got really good dive buddies that have been there. I've got people that I've hunted with that have been there. There was a point in my life that I felt that the way that I was wired was to have an adventure to live, have a beauty to rescue, and have a purpose for to live for. Two out of three of those things are still priorities in my life that I have to have. The third is a choice. There are enough men out there who've decided that they are tired 
of being told that their feelings don't matter. There are plenty of men out there that are told because they open a door or they compliment somebody or they admire the way someone looks that they're misogynistic. I don't have time for people like that. And quite honestly, your opinion doesn't matter to me. Because most of those people, no matter how much I change, they're going to find fault anyway. I keep my circle really, really small of people who really, really, truly know me. Because I think too much of my life I spent trying to chase down positive feedback and good opinions of people that really don't matter. And even if I did impress them at one point, they're not in my life anymore. It is time to stop mirroring the ridicule that takes place in the media. Again, I challenge you, this next week, take a look at some of the streaming services. Look and see what's out there on, you know, for, for your comedies. Where have good men gone? We've gone where we have purpose. We go where there's less BS. We go someplace where we're self-supportive. We're tired of carrying people's baggage. Because the problem is that baggage wears us down. And for some, it wears you down to the point of taking your own life. Hey, this next week, I want you to start reaching out to men that are in your life. And just check on them, especially if you know that they've gone through some crap lately. There's good men out there that have gone through divorces. There's good men that have lost relationships. There's good men out there that have lost their job. There's good men out there that you think that they're doing just fine. But it's a facade for a lot of us. When people ask us how we're doing, they're expecting that we're good. We're fine. Start digging in. Find out if that good man really is doing good. All right, that's all I've got for this episode. Like I said, this one's a pretty emotional one for me just because I've lost some people lately and I've lost people through the year and I've got people out there that I know are on the bubble, but I've hit a point that I'm sick and tired of being minimalized or minimized. I know, that, I know at this point, uh, people who, who want to come after me, they're going to be looking for all the little words that I mix up anyway, and honestly, don't care. Because I know what, or because I know that uh, as long as I've got air, I'm all right.
Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, how are you? you go for a Jeep ride? Yeah, come on. Let's go get in the Jeep. <laughs> 